Dope day. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all God's blessed, highly favored, fearfully, wonderfully made people doing today? I'll tell you how we're doing. We are patient, we are courageous, and we are fearless. Amen? Amen. So... This is the last Sunday of the month for January, and we're going to wrap up everything that we've talked about in this month as our preparation for what we should be doing going forward for this new year. So when we think back this month, God had us examining our motives. He was questioning us 
if we were truly committed to doing the work of the kingdom. And more so than him questioning us, he wanted us to question ourselves. Were we really committed to doing the work of the kingdom? So we began this month speaking about how God was looking for us to know his word. And by knowing his word, he not only wanted us to know his word, but he wanted us to follow his word. He was looking for us to be obedient because in 2024, God is looking for us to take dominion over any principality that is not aligned with his word, anything. And all through the Bible, scriptures are telling us to be mindful that the kingdom of God is coming and that there are judgments that will precede it, right? So these judgments are going to affect us all and none of us are going to escape them. So if the mandate has been put out that God wants us to be obedient to his word, God wants us to know his word because he wants us to stay prepared, right? Reminding us that Anyone who is not ready to enter into the kingdom when Christ returns, they're not going to go. That's just what the word says. So it's our duty. Yes, I said our duty. I'm giving you a job. It's our duty to let everyone know who Christ is and what he did on the cross. That's our number one priority. That's our number one priority. And when you think about it, it should come easy. It should actually come naturally to us. Right. And the reason why I say that if we are, if we are exactly what we profess to be, because we've all experienced the blessings that the Lord has given us through Jesus, why would we want to withhold that information from others? Why would we not want to tell people about the goodness of God? Why would we want to do that? Right? We share all our other happy information. We share if, oh, we're having a baby or we're getting married or we're having a birthday party. We're so quick to want to share all that information. Why wouldn't we want to share the goodness of the Lord with others as well? Especially, number one, it takes nothing from us. It costs us nothing. Well, then again, I can't say that. Let me think about this for a minute. It might cost some, it might cost some for you to tell people of the goodness of God, because once you do that, you've drawn that line in the sand saying which side you stand for. So for some, I could understand why they would want to keep it a secret, but in the long run, what does it do you to keep that a secret, right? Because it's something that we're supposed to be sharing. And yes, if you know that you taking that stand is going to make you have taken a position, isn't that what God is looking for us to do? Hasn't he told us, choose you this day who you will serve? So, 
you talking about the Lord to people, you've already chosen who you want to serve. But I think some of us have a hard time expressing that. Some of us have a hard time letting it be known that that's truly how we feel. And that's one thing we have to examine for ourselves. Why is that so hard for us to express to others what we believe and what we feel when it comes to the Lord? That's a personal that's a personal journey that you have to take. No one can really answer that question for you, but I believe that the more internal work that you do, the easier it'll be for you to understand exactly which side you stand on. And I guess if you're teetering from one side to the other all the time, or if you present one face to people and then on Sunday or whenever you're with the people that our believers, you present another face. Yes, that would be hard for you to take a stand one way or the other. And could it be that you don't want to take a stand one way or the other because you think you might lose some friendships? Think about that. Some people may actually lose friendships. You might even lose the connection that you have with family members. But like Christ told us in the word, he came here to bring division. He came here to let people know what the truth was. And yes, he said it would be division within households because everybody is not going to believe and everybody is not going to follow. But if we know that that's a mandate that we're supposed to spread the gospel, we have to search ourselves. And that's what I believe God has been doing with us leading up into this new year and even in in the preparation for this month, really making us examine ourselves so that when we go out there and we start talking to people, or even if we don't talk to people, when we talk to ourselves, when we look at ourselves, when we view ourselves, how we think about ourselves, God is saying, Examine yourself. Do you really believe what it is that I say about you? Do you really believe who I am and who I tell you who I am? Do you really believe it? That's the only time when we truly believe it for ourselves that we can then give it to others. Because you can't give to somebody something that you don't have for yourself. How could you give away something that you don't have? But if you have experienced the blessings of the Lord, you know that time and time again, he's been there for you, brought you out of situations that you yourself could never have brought yourself out of. Why would you not want to share that goodness with others? Right? We should freely want to give that information away, especially to people who are hurting and are lost. And that's the purpose of us sharing the good news. The purpose of us sharing the good news is not so we can puff ourselves up to be like, oh, look how righteous we are. We study the word. We know scriptures. We're this with. It's not about us at all. And I think that's where 
the disconnect comes when people want to tell or don't want to tell about their connection with God to others. Because if they're looking at it as a self-identification, which yes, it is. Once you say I'm a Christ follower, that is a self-identification. But if they're looking at it as a self-identification of in and of themselves, not as a self-identification of I'm now aligned with Christ and it's Christ for whom I live and breathe. Then that's where the problem would come in because you're looking at it as me, me, me. They're going to look at me. They're going to expect things from me. No, it's not expecting anything from you. What you're doing is you're leading them towards the father. So when you when you spread the good news, when you talk to people about Christ, especially people who are hurting and confused and lost, and you know they're spinning around like a tornado trying to get their lives in order, you know that them knowing about Christ is going to give them that comfort and relief, even if it's just for them to have someone to talk to. Because a lot of times people don't express what they're really feeling. We only see what they show us, just like they only see what we show them. But if they had someone, some place to go, to talk, to just be free and be themselves, what better way? What? Why would we want to not give them that, right? Why would we not want to give them that? Because as we believers are carefully watching for his return and we're continuously praying, keeping our lamps filled with oil, we should be trying to get others to come that same direction that we're going. Because when God looks at us, he's not looking at the degrees that we might have obtained. He's not worried about how much money we have in the bank because any money that we have in the bank, he knows he gave it to us. Nor does he care about how well we sang in the choir. What God wants to see from us at the end of the day is that we were diligent in learning his word, that we were using his word to bring other souls to the kingdom because God's number one priority is saving souls. And that's what that's what we have to keep in the forefront of our mind. So that when you start to spread the gospel and you start thinking about it's you, 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 how people are going to look at you, you know, think about you. It's not about you. It's about saving souls for the kingdom because that's what God is about saving souls for the kingdom because it was stated in second Peter three, nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Right there. Peter was saying God long suffering which is just another word for being patient with us, wants all of us to repent and come back to the kingdom, right? 
And what a blessing that is, that he's long-suffering, that he's long-suffering with those of us who have not accepted his son and also for those of us who has. Because even for those of us who has, we still fall short. Even walking, knowing that we profess Christ to be our savior, we still fall short. So if we're falling short and we know the word and we're trying to study the word and be obedient, what about the ones who don't know it at all? They're just walking around blindly. So when we think about how God has the patience for everyone, we should be trying to get everyone to understand who he is why he sent his son and the goodness of just serving him, what it's going to give us afterwards. So when you think about it, when you ask yourself the question, why would you want to, why would it be so important for everyone to know about the goodness of God? Right. Because some people are like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to get into that or that's not what I believe. And that's not what you know, I just don't even want to talk about that. That's one thing I don't talk about is religion and politics. And you want to know something? You might not talk about it. You might not want to get into it. You might not want to have a discussion about it. You might not even want to hear others talking about it. But just because you don't talk about something doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Just because you're not talking about it or are actively engaged in it doesn't mean that it's not happening around you. So wouldn't you rather be a part of the conversation knowing what's going on rather than to just be a bystander and have to pick up whatever is whatever happens? You just get the the aftermath of it. Right. Who, who wants to live like that? That, oh, well, it just happened, so I have to deal with it. No, when you become a Christ follower, you're a participant in what happens. You're a participant in what's happening in your life. You are then partnered with God with what he has already purposed you to do and who he wanted you to be, right? So, why wouldn't we want to at least know about him? And that's the be- and see, that's the beauty of free choice and free will. Because God didn't want us to come to him like a dictatorship. He didn't want it to be like, look, this is what I did. This is what you're going to do. And this is what it is. No. He wanted us to be able to make the choice for ourselves. Because when you make the choice for yourself, at the end, when there's consequences, you have no one to blame but yourself. See, and that is where, that is where, to me, when it comes to the free choice, that is where, so that we could never go back to him and say, well, You didn't tell me that this was going to happen if I decided to do this, that, and the other. From the beginning in the garden, God told them what was going to happen if they did A, B, C, D. So he's never been one to not tell you what the consequences were for your actions. But he never said, don't do it. 
He just said, he said, don't do it, but he never said it like a, like a threat. His don't do it was more so of don't do it because if you do it, this is what's going to come about. And that's what, that's the way he puts it. It's never like a, I'm going to chain you to this decision. So you have to do it my way. Because if that was the case, then we wouldn't have free will. He would just, whatever happened, happened. But he gives you the free will so that you yourself can make that choice. And when you make that choice and you then, like I said, have to deal with those consequences, whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? It's your own. So, that's the one thing that I do like about being in Christ and following him is because every decision that I make is a decision that I have to then deal with. So I really can't blame anybody. And then I have to then always end up turning to God for his help, of course. And he knows we're always going to have to turn to him for his help, but he wants you to turn to him freely for his help, not something that is like, oh, gosh, I have to do it this way because if I don't do it this way, no, you can do it any way you want. And I've spoke about this one before. You could do it any way you want, but just know when you do it any way you want, you're going to be the one walking through it. So God has been preparing us this month to really, really look inside to see what it is in us that we need to work on get rid of, understand better, right? Because it all comes with that whole level of maturity that we talked about last year, maturing us so that we're ready to go and do what we have to do going forward in this year. Because like I said, he's looking for us to take down principalities. And you can't take down a principality if you don't know what a principality is, right? Every day we should be pressing towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and Jesus Christ. We want to be pleasing to the Lord so that we could all hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, right? We want to be like Joshua 1 and 8. We want to be that Joshua 1 and 8 stating that this book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but it shall, but I shall meditate in this day and night, right? I will observe everything according to all that is written in it so that I can make my way prosperous and I could have good success. See, even in that, even in that, God told you what would happen when you studied the book of the law, book of the law, that was the Old Testament. But you figure the Bible in itself, what we're living in now in the New Testament. He already told you that when you meditate on his word day and night and you observe everything that he has written in it, we're going to make our way prosperous and we're going to have good success. So when you're out there floundering, wondering why stuff is not working for you. Uh, have you read the book? See, so it's not like you can say, oh, you know, all I have is bad luck. I could never catch a break. Nothing never works for me. Um, did you read the book? Because he gave it to you. He gave you the book and he clearly told you reading the book, this is what you would get. 
But once again, free will. It's your choice not to read the book. So when you don't read the book, (laughs) then you wonder why you're not successful. What do you expect? What do you expect? And it's not like he's hammering hammering you over the head, read the book, read the book, read the book. No. But you can read the book. You have people telling you to read the book. You have even people writing books on the book. So even if you can't read the book directly, you could read the books that are written on the books, if that's an easier method for you. But some people don't want to hear anything about anything. But then they wonder why they're still spinning around like a mud in, like a top in mud. Right? And because God wants us all to be successful, He knows that obtaining success is going to come from his word because nothing that he says out of his mouth is going to return to him without it doing what he set it out to set, you know, to accomplish. And that leads me into the fact that we are walking into the decade of the mouth. You see how everything he's been talking to us about this entire month is leading us showing us, directing us into all truths because he wants us to be totally prepared for what's coming this year. He wants us to be totally prepared for what's coming this year. Because James warned us, right, that out of the mouth comes blessings and curse and curses, right? So, If God is telling us that out of our mouth comes blessings and curses, and if we read his word, we're going to be successful and prosperous, then that's also letting us know we have to be mindful of what we're saying because we're going to reap what we sow, right? Everything that comes out of our mouth, it's going to manifest. It's going to become what it is that we said it's going to become. Because that's what God said. If his words are going to become what he said they're going to become, then our words as well are going to become what we said they're going to become. And this goes for everyone, believers and non-believers. So those of you who are out there saying, "Ah, that's just for those who want to follow Christ and want to talk about Christ, whatever they say, blah, blah. No, this goes for everyone. Remember, God reigns on the just and the unjust. He is the one that is ultimately in control of everything. So if what I say out of my mouth, I'm going to live it out, then whatever you say out of your mouth, you're going to live it out as well, whether you're a believer or not. So with that, I think I've given us a lot right now in this first half hour. I think it's time for us to take a music break so we can kind of Think about and soak in and understand everything that God has given us in this first month of January. And then we'll come back and we'll finish up so we can be totally prepared going into our next month, right? So let's take a music break. You've been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like.
Yeah. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. But before we get into Op-Ed, I want to let you know the musical selections that we just heard. Of course, you know, we opened up the show as always with Making Changes by Grace. Then I took it to a throwback by Jason Nelson, Shifting the Atmosphere. And then we just just heard from Cece Winans, Hunger. And as the music was playing, I was reminded of a conversation that I had with a girlfriend of mine. And she always says that she doesn't want, she doesn't want, she doesn't want to be the reason why she didn't make it, you know, Meaning, okay, we all know that once you accept Christ as your personal savior, we all know that you are then entering into the kingdom of heaven, right? But she always says, and let me see if I could get this the way she phrases this. She doesn't want to be the hindrance that keeps her from obtaining that prize. You hear you, you always hear me talk about we press towards the mark of the prize, the prize that Paul was always talking about that we're going to receive when we get to heaven, right? And we're going to go into that. I'm going to go into a study on what exactly what that prize is that Paul is always talking about. But she always says that she doesn't want to be the one that keeps herself from obtaining that prize, right? And when she says that, she says, It's more so like what God is telling us in this first month about examining ourselves. Examining ourselves in everything that we truly believe, what we do, what we say, all of that. And when we examine ourselves once again, and I know I keep stressing this point and I'm not sure why I'm stressing this point but I'm sure it's for someone out there. Things that we take as being so trivial are not trivial to God. Nothing. We as humans can always brush stuff off as, oh, that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean anything. It's not that important. Everything is important to God. And that's one of the mindsets that we have to change. We have to change our way of thinking that there are things that matter more than other things. Right. They are actions that matter more than some actions. No, in God's world, in God's eyes, in God's just total domain of having control of everything. Everything matters. Everything that you say matters. Everything that you do matters. And once you get that concept into your head, it changes the way you move concerning the kingdom. It changes how you respond. It changes where you go, who you interact with and how, because everything matters and everything will be taken into account, right? Everything will be taken into account because 
when when we're examining ourselves and we're allowing ourselves to still hold on to some things, because like I said, we don't view it as being as significant. That could be the one thing that God is trying to work out of you to get you to go to that next place where he needs you to be in order to complete the task that he's put into you from the beginning of the earth, right? And even me, myself, and when I say that it's not just you guys that I'm talking to, I'm talking to myself as well. There's some things that I probably need to look at again because this is an examination. All of us are doing this examination because we all want to be ready when we have to conquer that territory that God has now put before us, right? So when I have doubts about things or when I do things, check my motives. Why am I really doing it? You know, like I, this is, a to me, I count this as being a total blessing, being able to talk to you every Sunday about the goodness of God and to talk about his scriptures with you. I count it as a blessing. I'm I'm ever so grateful that he used me to be the vessel to do this with you. But I also have to check myself to make sure that I'm being mindful to stay humble, right? Because that's what's most pleasing to God, our humility, our humility. And we talked about humility and we talked about what keeps a person humble is when we fast and pray, right? You remember that little, those two words that I put together in one of the shows that we talked about this month? Fasting allows our senses to open up to all things spiritual because then our eyes are able to see in the spirit. Our ears are able to hear in the spirit. And we're able to walk by faith in the steps that God has placed before us. But if you don't keep humility in the forefront, that's when pride is able to sneak up. And that's where we have to be ever so careful when I talk about when we think about things and we brush them off as being trivial. Brushing off something as being trivial is a form of being prideful because you're like, well, I don't have to worry about that. I, you know, I got that under control. No, you might think you have it under control, but you might not really have it under control. And the day that you think that you have everything under control, that's the day that you know you definitely don't have anything under control because you're not in control of anything. And that right there is an indicator for you. Whenever you start saying, oh, I got that, know that you don't have it because there is nothing in this life, in this world that you have control over. Nothing. Sorry to to break that, be the bearer of bad news for that, you know, of that information to some of you. But going back into the fasting and the praying. Psalm 27 tells us that some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. Every day we should be thinking, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? How is it that you want me to do it? Where is Where is it that you want me to do this? Every day, every day. And it goes back to when I said, as soon as you wake up, 
before you plant your feet on the floor. You should be lying there in the bed saying, okay, Holy Spirit, what, what am I supposed to encounter today? And how does God want me to deal with all of those situations that are going to be coming towards me? Because we can't do anything in and of ourselves. And this month, God has really been hammering that for us to have an understanding of that. And that makes our much, let me tell you, that makes our walk so much easier. When you know that you're not in control and you just let God be in control and you're just following and obeying what he told you. You know how simple that is with life? Because you don't have to think about, oh, did I do this right? Oh, did I not do that right? Did you just follow what he said? If you follow what he said, whatever the outcome is, is what the outcome he wanted it to be. Takes all the pressure off of you. It relieves you of all that burden, right? When Jesus said, take my yoke, it's light. He wanted you to, he doesn't want you to have to carry all that extra weight. Why are you carrying the extra weight when he can carry the weight? Well, actually he's already carried the weight. So now you could really just skip to my loo through the tulips, right? So today and every day going forward, we need to remember that God is Lord. And in all our ways, And in everything that we do and everything that we say, it should be God is Lord and he is in control. Jeremiah 33 and 3 tells us, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Newsflash, we don't know everything, although we think we do. We think we're an expert in whatever it is we want to have control over. We know what's right. Uh, No, you don't. No, you don't. God sees the beginning from the end. He knows what's going to happen that you couldn't even think would ever happen. Things that you couldn't even, you couldn't even fathom in your mind. God already knows. So when he's telling you to do ABC, do ABC. And like I said, it keeps life so much simpler. But we complicate life because we don't want to do that because we want to, of course, with our free will, we want to do whatever it is we want to do. And that goes back to the denying of that flesh. And that's where fasting and praying comes in and plays a big part of that. Because once you learn how to deny your flesh, it's so much easier to just do as God wants you to do, right? Because it's our flesh that we're always trying to satisfy and to please. So when we call out to God, we know that he's going to answer because he said, call to me. So if he's saying, call to me and I will answer you, what did I say? Any word that he said, any word that he said out his mouth, he's going to fulfill it. So if he said, call to me and I'll answer you, Why wouldn't you call to him and think that he's going to answer? He just said he would answer. But we even complicate that. Oh, if I pray to God, I don't even know if he's going to hear me. Why wouldn't he hear you? He just said, call to me and I'll answer you. But see, you would only know that he said, call to me and I'll answer you. If you read the word like Joshua said, right? So that you could make your way prosperous and be successful. All those things tie in together. Psalm 46, 1 and 2 tells us, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, 
even though the earth be removed and though the mountains are carried into the midst of the sea, we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be afraid because God is our source for direction, our provision and our wisdom. Everything we need is going to come from him. So who cares if the mountains are dropped into the sea? Who cares? Yes. Okay. If we see it, it's going to be such a phenomenal sight. Yes. It would put a little bit of fear in our heart. I'm not going to lie, but that's just our human side. But then when we really think about it, it's like, all right, well then if the mountains fell into the sea, then that's what God wanted. That's where God wanted them to be. That's where he wanted them. That's where they're at. Who are we to say they should have stayed there just because we're used to them being there all the time. See, it's that it's that human, it's that flesh that, well, I'm used to being this way, so keep it that way. Mm-mm. It's not about what you're used to and what you want and what you feel should be. It's about kingdom overall as an agenda. We being the vessels that he used to bring about what his kingdom agenda is and being willing participants in the whole big picture, right? So to me, I want to say a prayer today to cap off the month and request the Holy Spirit into our hearts and minds. Dear God, we pray today that you will guide us through this year, arming us with everything that we need to know to do your business. We walk in authority that you have granted us through your son, Jesus Christ. Because Luke 10 and 19 told us, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall be by any means hurt you. We will perform miracles, Lord, in your name. We will speak your truth in all circumstances because you spoke to Joseph, Lord, and you were always speaking to us. You have commanded us to be strong and courageous and to not be afraid or dismayed because God, with you, you are with us wherever we go. We believe it, Lord, because you said it. Everything you say, God, is true and we trust you. Holding on to every spoken word that you have given to us collectively and privately. We believe everything that you said about us. We pray the strength to endure this journey that you have set before us. We pray that we don't grow weary and we don't grow faint so that in the end, Lord, you get all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. And we say this prayer today, Lord, in Jesus name. Amen. That ends up Ed. So now. This is the last day of the month in January. So we are still going to hold on to our word veracity, which is conformity to facts and accuracy. And let's bring that facts and accuracy into ourselves when we're doing that self-examination. Let's get ready to start the next month running, right? High in the spirit charged up and I don't want to be so charged up that you're burnt out but no running a moderate pace because this is not 
like this is not a hundred meter dash. We're doing a marathon. And some of us do a marathon with a jog. Some of us do a marathon with a walk. It's all in your timing and it's all in the way God has put before you this journey that he has you going on. We each have a different journey that we're following. But know at the end of the day, all our journeys are going to come together because it's all done to his glory. Amen. So our promise for this week is going to be from Psalm 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And as long as we believe those things, as long as we hold on to those things, stay humble, which fasting and praying should become a daily part of our life. When I say daily, not every day you need to fast and pray, but it should become something that we're mindful of, that we do. Like I said, you can fast at any time. You can fast whatever it is you need to. It doesn't always have to be food. It could be social media. Anything that denies your flesh pleasure and in that time frame, you're spending time with God, getting to know him, reading his word, understanding the direction that he has set before you for your life. Fasting, praying, staying humble, staying in his word, understanding what it is that he's saying meditating on the word, meaning really understand what that scripture means, because it's not about reading a whole entire chapter. If you could just read one, two scriptures and understand exactly what it's saying, that's more important than reading the entire chapter. Because what good is it to read the entire chapter and still not know what he's talking about? What good is it? But if you know the scripture that he's given you, you know what he's trying to say to you. And then even ask him, okay, God, what does this really mean? I understand what you're saying, but what are you really trying to tell me? Does this mean this, this, and this? He said, Jeremiah, call out to me and I will answer. So that means take everything to him. Have the Holy Spirit guide you in all things that you have to do. And once we remember that we're not in control, it makes life so much simpler for us. And with that, I say, have a blessed day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And until God brings us together again next week, peace.